Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod, a Nirvana fan podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I remain Travis fucking Clark. Travis fucking Clark. Because fucking is my middle name. All <laughs> yeah, right. Welcome to Heart Shade Pod. We're going to be talking about Nirvana and how to stick a dick in it. Woo! Woo! Oh, that was fun. <laughs> we have fun here. So how have you been, Travis? I've been good. I've been busy, but good. Y- yourself? The same. Just busy. Lots of podcasts, but it's all going oh, really Oh, you podcast? Well. That's so cool. I do sometimes. Oh, I think that's neat. From time to time, I do a few podcasts. We're, uh, we just introduced a couple new ones. Thankfully, I'm... Not even on one of them. Oh my god! Are you, that's the first. That uh, no, well, it's a second. Maybe second. <laughs> Vanessa Gritton has one that I'm not on, and now John Fahey has one. Fahey, John Fahey, old Hollywood oh, Fahey. Oh, has Johnny a two hots? Does he still call himself that? Does he still do that whole thing? Does I hope so? Well, I think he used to. I don't know if he still does. But I'm gonna call him Johnny Two Hots yeah, from now on. Yeah. See, see his reaction to that when you do that. Yeah, he does have a nickname he really hates, which is Johnny Figgles. Figgles. Do not call him Figgles. He does not How did, appreciate it. Is that a, a, a creation by no, you? No, I think it's Kevin Anderson started calling him Johnny Figgles. And I don't think he likes the Johnny or the Figgles part. Wow. Yeah. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna press on that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna go push that button to see what yeah, happens. Yeah, you have to at least once. I'm just curious. Just, just out of curiosity. What if he kills you? Oh well, I mean, then this show will come to a weird end. Yeah, yeah, it would. Or they'll just be like, well, then another, now there's another guy who comes yeah. in and says things. Or there'll be a conspiracy that maybe oh. I had you killed. Yeah. Guys, if I go missing, it's either Johnny Figgles right. or Courtney Love. Those are the two people right. that you need to make documentaries about why I disappeared. Or Tom Grant killing you and then trying to pin it on Courtney Love, which I've heard that conspiracy Ooh. about Kurt Cobain, too, which... Well, well, that's a, we'll have to do an all conspiracy. We're gonna at have some point, we're gonna right? have to do like a month of a month the Kurt Cobain death podcasts. <laughs> oh God, that will that's something to look forward to. Yeah, good times. You guys like sad stories? Because we got a few. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was looking at over my shoulder. I don't need uh, um, sad stories. Threw everything yeah. off. But uh, today, and I think we're going to, we'll probably stretch this into a two-part episode. Mm, I like stretching. Because we got, uh, we have a lot to get through. We're going to talk about some of the best Nirvana videos on YouTube. Ooh, that's on the internet. Right. Mm -hmm. That means these are all things you can go out and watch right fucking now. Yep. Trip down memory lane. Well, I mean, I guess you you could watch them with us. You could do that, uh, but maybe pick a pick a a passion. I, right. I would imagine both of us at the same time might be a little. Some of some of them are a little long, and we won't watch them all. Yeah. So those you can go watch elsewhere. But the stuff we watch, watch it with us. Yeah. You know, unless you're watching the live stream, and then you'll have to wait and watch the video when it goes up publicly, and the video. So you get it. I'm explaining a lot of stuff that people don't need to hear. Yeah, and plus too, it it's interactive, is what we're saying. Is that right? You get to. You get, there's a couple right. of ways to enjoy it. It's extreme. It's like the 90s all over oh again. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's 3D. That's not 3D. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> what I love about this, though, is I, I knew of a lot of these things just because I used to collect Nirvana bootlegs 
And you did the video bootlegs too, because I was never a video guy. Really. I was more more CDs. Okay, because at some point people started trading videos on DVD, Ooh. which made it a lot easier. But yeah, I had close to a hundred Nirvana bootlegs. I think like it was crazy, and. None of that, like, need to track stuff down even exists anymore. Like, I had to join networks of bootleg traders. Right. And I had to put my list of stuff I had uh, that I could trade them. Like, you'd have, there were all these strict rules on. Oh, the peer to peer stuff, right? Where you had to, like, you could only seed stuff if you also were well, willing to give stuff. Are you talking that, even pre that? Even before that, oh, they wow. had, like, groups you could join where you would mail each other CDs. And you just had to trust that the other person would mail you yours back? Well, that's that's the smallest amount of trust I'm giving them. I'm giving them the trust of where I live and yeah. that they're not insane. <laughs> and yeah, there show, was that, yeah. too. Yeah. But uh, I got a lot of Nirvana bootlegs that way. And now I'm that old man sitting on the porch like, you kids don't know how easy you, know, you got it. All you got to do is find a torrent. <laughs> I'll just look on the YouTube. When I was a kid. We had to go to Torrance <laughs> to get bootlegs. They probably have. You can probably yeah. get them in Torrance. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's all Torrance is, is bootlegs. Bootlegs. Yeah. Bootlegs in an Arby's. Uh, <laughs> but it's a bootleg Arby's. It's not yeah. even an official Arby's. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just an, a letter R and a B. <laughs> did you know that's what the Arby's is short for? Is yeah, roast beef. beef. I know. I had I was no fucking on. idea. Yeah, I did. I had no idea. And Travis, did you know? Okay, you want to go deeper on the Arby's? Blow my mind. Did you know that the old old Arby's the sign was shaped like the hat, but the restaurant was shaped shaped like a saddle. That's hard to say. The oh, the wow. yeah. So the restaurants were a saddle, and the sign was a hat. It's real. Welcome to the Arby's cast, yeah. everybody. Yeah, and you know who loved Arby's. Nirvana. Nirvana. Oh my God, they loved. Ar- I don't know if they ever went. Yeah, to I don't know if that's right. actually true at all. Uh, Although I do think I have a clip of uh, of Kurt saying, "Give me my big beef and cheddar." I'm pretty sure. I mean, I mean, right? That's what big cheese is about, right? I think that a song? clip of all of us saying that exists somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, if you know good sandwiches, right? There's a clip of you saying uh, that somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, should we get into some of these? Let's do it. I, I separated them. I guess we don't have to go in any particular order, but I, I separated them out into uh, a few different things you can find. For example, famous firsts. Yes, some of those were, I'd never seen some of those. Yeah, there are a lot of interesting ones. One that I had never heard is, uh, it's it's online now, and it is a rehearsal tape. There's no video, so that's handy. Uh, there's, uh, it's a rehearsal tape of them rehearsing in 1987, 1997. How, mm. That would have been a fine. That would have been, that would have, talk about a conspiracy show. Yeah. I mean, that right that there. blown the doors off holy this whole thing. crap. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the end so we can continue That this. would make yeah. Kurt Cobain the grunge Elvis. Yeah. He was exactly. never dead. It's alive the whole time. But this is a video of them, or a, a tape of them rehearsing in 1987, when they were still called Skid Row. Now, this was the thing that I had a bit of a huh about because the band Skid Row that was the the kind of glam metal band, the Sebastian Bach outfit. Right. 
they existed in 1987. Yeah, that... That comes up in a few of the books. He just had no idea there was another band called really? Skid Row. <laughs> that yeah. was getting major airplay and was Huge. on television. Huge. I understand if it was like, oh, but they were in New Jersey and we were in Aberdeen, so we didn't know that we existed. Yeah. It's like, no, they were on the they were they were at places. Yeah, I did like eighteen in life and all that. When did all those songs? 87, 88, break, I want to say. Yeah. I mean, because I remember being a very young man when those songs were around. Yeah. And I remember there being posters of Sebastian Bach in girls' lockers when I was like in eighth grade. Yeah. And I was like, that's a pretty lady. And you, they're like, yeah. that is a, that's she a man. She was dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was very much yeah. okay with Miss Bach for a Skid while. Skid Row was an underrated band. They were. They were. They were a good band. Snake, the guitar player, went on to start uh, being a record producer, and he runs a lot of studios in uh, New Orleans now. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Hey, well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is this video itself is. Uh, let me just pull it up quick. And there's some interesting photos that go with this video, right? It's not an actual video. Video. No, right? it's not an actual video, but it. Does include or no? This isn't. The, I know what one you're talking about. Oh, okay. There's the there's one of their first show that includes photos from the actual show. I thought this one of the rehearsal also had like a series of uh, old photos in it as well. It, yeah, it does. I, I just don't know if that what they're from. Oh, I don't oh. know if they're specifically for from this rehearsal. Gotcha. But they might be. Um, and yeah, this is a rehearsal tape from the summer of 1987. It's. Oh. 45 minutes long. Back in the summer of 87. <laughs> it's uh, 45 minutes, so we're obviously not going to watch it all. But uh, this is a clip. I think this is Mexican seafood that they're playing. Oh, they don't start with Love Buzz? Uh, it does. but I'm, Oh, you want to play? Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just, gotcha. uh, because I was looking for Wattage in the Cottage. Whoa. Which I still we gotta find that somebody's song. gotta give us Wattage yeah. in the cottage. I was hoping it would be on here, but I don't and think it is. It'd be amazing if it had Mike Watt on bass. Yeah, like that would be the real. It won't. I know, but I wouldn't that be just the ultimate Wattage that, yeah, in the cottage? That would be pretty fantastic. But this is them, I think, playing an early version of Mexican seafood. Do we know who's drumming it? Or this wait, point? this is Mexican seafood, right? Mexican seafood's one of those ones that I go. Wait. Oh, the the verse is completely different. Oh, is it? But I can just I think that riff that riff is on incesticide. These early early Nirvana things, like so many of them, kind of like run together yeah. a little bit, you know. So that's on incesticide. Uh, but I don't remember if it's. It's either Mexican seafood or beeswax. It might be beeswax. It's an early version of one of those two songs. But this is uh, who's who's drumming? Do we know? I think this would have been the first day. Either Dale Crover. Oh, okay. Or Aaron Burkhardt, if I remember. The actor. No, remember they had no, no. <laughs> but remember, one of their isn't one of their drummers' names was Aaron Burkhard. Oh, Burkhard. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean they had so many. There's, there's a lot. Yeah, we have a whole episode about it. Everybody, go listen to it if you haven't already. I gotta say though, I mean these are early days for Nirvana, but they sound they sound good. Yeah. You know, I mean they sound like a band who's working to get together, but they're they're still. It yeah. sounds like a band. It doesn't sound like a bunch of dudes throwing 
I sound of each other. I sometimes think Kurt Cobain's myth-making kind of rubbed off on journalists and writers, mm. and I think they sort of... Is it possible to glorify someone not being good at something? Like, I feel like they try to really play up that Nirvana wasn't that good at first and just uh, kind of just almost overnight got better. But when you hear these early demos, they sound just as good as some of the later live shows. Yeah. Like there's some of these, like the one of these that will play the, the song ends up on with the lights out like it. Oh, right. Yeah. Which I was listening to on the way over here. Yeah. There's a couple actually. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where I hope Wattage in the cottage is. I'm gonna. I still haven't gotten through that whole tape. Yeah. Because it's not the most satisfying listen. It's just like yeah, a yeah, yeah. artifact. Yeah, it's it's one of those fun like I have this, but I'm not gonna put this on every day. You know. Right. Right. Or at all after this day. Right. After I have listened to it A to B, I will now know that I have heard that. Yeah. And I don't need to kind of always listen to it. It's how I feel about Mike Patton's solo albums. I don't know if I've heard any of those. He had some like. Just Mike Patton making noises into a microphone albums. I don't like that. Um, they're not be- Look, I'm a completist, so when I'm a fan yeah. of something, I want to have all of it. And I have not listened to adult themes for voice since I bought it 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, but I own it, and I have listened to it. I I've feel that it. way about the... Remember the Kurt Cobain montage of Heck album that came out? That yes. just the him doing the solo acoustic songs? Yeah, you said that was not your favorite. It's not great. Yeah. Because it's just, they're really, really rough songs. Like they're not. Yeah. You know, I, I've started to think about this in, in context of me because that's how I like to take things is make them well, incredibly course. personal and only make it my point of view. Sure. Uh, I've been doing this thing where I write short stories every day. Been doing it a uh, minimum of a thousand words a day since January 1st of this year. Do it every day. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's great. In the unlikely or even likely event of my death, I do not want people going through or doing anything with these because these are just like me trying to figure stuff out and like working things out and refining things. It's not something that's like, oh, well, now that he's gone, if I had enough people who are interested, please don't put out here's everything he wrote because no, no, some of that's terrible. Some of that's not for public consumption some of yeah. that is here's an idea and i'll fix it later kind yeah. of thing you know and i, I guess imagine. we'll see what heart shape pod llc has to say about uh, that well, after you you're know, gone travis right after uh, john figgity yeah. what is his name johnny figgles <laughs> johnny figgles murder johnny me. figgles takes over as co-host <laughs> on this podcast let's get to this is another and by the way that last video let me just pull it back up and tell people what it's called and where you can find i mean it's on youtube it's called uh skid row parentheses nirvana rehearsal tape summer 1987 on a youtube page called idiotska's live corner that's easy to remember that is a good name one of the easier ones to remember for (laughs) sure and it's got five down votes because there's assholes all over the world because everyone was like this is not sebastian bach right you made me angry so let's everyone I think has seen this video. Maybe not everyone, but it's uh this is a really famous video of Nirvana performing at Chris Novoselic's mom's house. Oh, this, this is, is the uh the stare at the corner video. Yeah. Where again, they sound good. I mean, I'd argue that this version of Live Love Buzz Sounds no different than after the single came out. Yeah. And you can find bootlegs of them playing shows at that time. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, what's weird about this video is uh, 
as we'll see in a second, Kurt Cobain just stares at the wall the whole time. One, it's based on the amount of space available in the room that they're at, right? But he's uncomfortably close. Oh, yeah, he is. I wonder if it was in some kind of in- intention to like shield the microphone so there wasn't a crazy amount of feedback. Oh, that could be. My thought was also, because this was prior to their first show, I believe, and I was wondering if maybe he was trying to get acclimated to playing without looking at the rest of the band. Oh, interesting. Because, you know, maybe he like takes cues from... Oh, this is a long black-haired Kurt, which we didn't get to see a lot of in the public, public eye. Yeah. Whenever I see videos like this or hear someone talking about, oh, we just rehearsed in my mom's house, it's like, she's in a neighborhood. This has to be so fucking loud. Also, she's got to still be there. Yeah. Right? Like, from what I understand of Aberdeen, not a lot of places to go. Right. So... Is she just downstairs trying to watch her stories while the boys are up? I sure hope not. Doing some wattage in the wattage. attic? Wattic, wattage in the <laughs> attics. Well, close up on yeah. Kurt soloing. You know, I mean, I, I bet you're right about the uh, facing the wall thing, trying to get acclimated, not looking at the band and having some distance from them. Yeah. Because, I mean, we do know he's not above experimenting with pretend, you know, putting right. on the um, the artifice of what it's going to be like when they were trying to make that music video in the, right. uh, in the radio shack, where he's like, I'm going to jump in to look like I'm going crazy. Yeah. You know, you're like, right. But you knew that you were you were rehearsing. Basically. Right. Right. So. Yeah, we didn't include that video. We we probably didn't that one get taken down. It's still once something's up, it's up. Right. So you can still find the video of Nirvana, uh, their first music, music video. video at a Radio Shack, right? And uh, with Baby Dale Crover on drums, a lot, a lot of hero moves from Kurt Cobain oh. in that video, just flying in and out of frame. Yeah, and to the point where, like, the first time when it happens, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you would like jump into play, and then like he kept doing it, and you were, I was like, Is "This video on loop? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Am I imagining this?" He was probably like, "They're not going to put me doing this every time in there, right? Like, just the the one best time." I just want to give them options, okay? Let's give them <laughs> options. All right, let's turn it around. Let's turn it around. Give me a dirty over the shoulder. <laughs> oh, they put it all in. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, you can also on YouTube find video of Nirvana's first show, which we talked about. We on did talk about yeah one of the early episodes. This this circulated pretty heavily on a bootleg CD called Seventeen Newsbaum Road, which was the address, which of is the, the party they played. Yeah, yep, the address of the house where the party was. And I believe that bootleg came with a little bit of Chris Novoselic's urine, right? Yeah, sure did. Right? Yeah, he, he, he peed on all of pissed them. Pissed on each one. <laughs> yeah. Special edition. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Or you can get the non-piss edition, but why, right, but would, why you? would you? Who wants that? Yeah, yeah. If what you're, kind of fan? Yeah. You're enough on. of a fan to hunt down a bootleg, but you don't get the piss version? Jesus Christ. Get the piss version. You know, there was actually a thing for the band Slayer had a thing called a blood pack for a while where like one of their singles came in like it was like, oh, nice, but it came in that be great if like they did a Nova, a Chris Novoselic piss pack. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you had the thing in there just surrounded by urine. Uh, I got to tell you, I'd probably buy one. Can we release that through Heart Shape Pod? Why please? not? I yeah. Mean, I, I feel like they would. Tell us which episode you want. We'll, we'll mail you an episode in, <laughs> in a, a piss pack. Piss pack. <laughs> oh. Oh. The piss pack series. So uh, The piss pack series. <laughs> got to collect them all. This is also on Idiotska's live corner. The uh, 17 Nussbaum Road show, which was in Raymond, Washington, in March 1987. So I am wrong. That last rehearsal was not from before their first show. Okay. Shut up, Adam. You're stupid. Or, you know what, Adam? Sometimes we make mistakes. You're right. Sometimes. But you should shut up. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, just if while we're at it. So this is, their, this is them playing Pen Cap 2 from the first show. Man, Chris Novoselic is a billion feet tall. He sure is. And yeah, what's interesting about this video is, uh, like Travis said earlier, this one includes a bunch of photos from the actual yeah. show. And it looks like every struggling band's first show. Like, there, yeah, there's nothing about it that you're gonna that you go at one point. This will be the biggest band in the world, right? Right. You know, it you, looks like a band that. It looks like your dad's band. Right. You basically. look like you went through it. You're like, oh, my God, Dad, you used to be in a band? <laughs> uh, uh, we, just yeah. played, we just played this one show in Raymond, yeah, Washington. We played a couple, and our bass player pissed on everything, and we were like, is this really what we want to do? And then it turned out your mom was pregnant with you, and I was like, ah, logs are cool. So and I then- took the family Camaro, and I joined the <laughs> Navy. Wow. I like that even in this small little... It's got a, what? This is a house, right? That they're playing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a house, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, still bringing the double bass drum drum kit. Yeah, that is <laughs> quite a drum set for a three piece band. That's like, amazing. I are, mean, just in case they, we want to do any like Van Halen yeah. or, or Rush covers while we're in here, play some Metallica. I'm gonna bring seventeen toms and two bass drums and a gong. I've still never seen. Apparently, Chad Channing had a horn-shaped drum set. What? Which I've never. They've talked about it, and there's a drawing of it. I think in the journals book. Yeah, I've seen those. They're really, really rare. That's weird that he would have that. That's an incredibly. I forget who came up with that design, but the idea was like, yeah, if it became like if it belled out and became bigger, that it would make a bigger sound and it would be more impressive. It just looked like you were playing cartoon <laughs> drums. You know, it looked like yeah. you were playing. In some 70s psychedelic cartoon. Yeah, I just picture like Flintstone shit when I think about yeah, it. Yeah, it did look like a little bit like a, a brontosaurus rib. Yeah. Especially if they were white. And most of them were white that I remember because they were like molded plastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the ones that I'm thinking of. So this is uh, this is Nirvana playing at their first show. That's, Interesting. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's play something that doesn't sound like uh, a bunch of... Uh, Chaos in the background. Well, then we're gonna have to pick a different band. Yeah, we should. Sure early are. Nirvana is nothing but chaos. That is all they did. This is a. We won't be able to get through all of this, but I'm gonna skip ahead to one that uh, I had never heard all of this. But it's Kurt Cobain doing a solo acoustic appearance Ooh. on Chaos Radio at Evergreen State College in Olympia, and I think this is from 1990. And what's interesting, I, it's so funny, some of the timelines of these things are, are either earlier or later than I would expect. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the, there's a story in one of the Nirvana books 
about his neighbor hearing him playing what would eventually be lithium on an acoustic guitar uh just passing through his apartment on the way to her apartment she like kept hearing him playing the song and then here's this radio performance that night where i think this is the first time he publicly plays oh lithium wow uh and it's from that so it's from 1990 way before lithium actually comes out but aren't they at this point working on demos for uh, yeah yeah he says it's a song from their next album gotcha but the the song this next song is the first song on our new <laughs> album. But the song I want to listen to this I I forgot to bring this up on the B sides and rarities mm. episodes we did. It's a song called Opinion. Do you remember Opinion? I don't. I saw you mention this in the notes, and I uh, I didn't know this one. It's uh it's from this radio performance, and I think it's the only place. The only place this song... I used to actually have a poster, that poster, in my living room. Is that famous photo from this acoustic? I believe so. Oh, yeah. wow. Kurt Cobain from Aberdeen. Boy, he is just dicking around. Yeah. <laughs> I see. How are you? I'm pretty good. Did you that? Um, not really. Yeah. Well... Was, and uh, it really was, was K-A-O-S was radio. Yeah. Chaos radio. Yeah. How great is that? Said, I want to play some songs. It's like so K Aberdeen something something. Yeah. Right? You know what's crazy is he plays dumb on this. Which, what? Yeah. So, uh, he plays uh, Opinion, Lithium, Dumb, and Ben a Son. And Dumb doesn't end up until uh, on In Utero. Wow. And everyone else. I just wrote most of the lyrics this evening. On the In the car on the way while I was driving with one foot. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to be spontaneous. You can tell the guy, the host is like, you know, uh-huh. okay, um, play your song, please. Um, but this yeah, is actually a cool song, I and I wish, I, just, I always yeah. wish he yeah. would have finished it or fleshed it out a little more. Okay. But it's on, I think it's on With the Lights Out. It's called Opinion. Oh, this song's called Opinion. <laughs> I just <laughs> said that, stupid. <laughs> Congratulations, you have won. It's a year subscription. I'll buy puns and I'll make your story. I'm concerned and I said it up before it burns. My opinions. My opinions. See, that's a cool song. I like that melody a lot. But I feel like this is. This would have been a non Nirvana song. I feel like he actually tried to get Iggy Pop to record it. Really? Yeah, and I could hear Iggy it. Pop was like, I don't record other people's songs. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's a huge fucking lie. I don't know why he said that. Just being a cunt. Well, he does also record songs. God damn it. I tried Whoa. to find the I tried to find the cunt dinger. There it is. There it is. And so you got the cunt eagle? I got the intensity eagle yeah, which okay. flies through the room whenever there's conflict. I uh I mean, Iggy Pop records songs that becomes other people's hits. That's one thing Iggy Pop does. Yeah. I don't know, man. What a douche. I mean, Iggy Pop's great. I love Iggy Pop. Yeah, he's fucking great. But speaking of which, go see American Valhalla if you want to see an amazing rock documentary. I have not seen that. It's out right now. Is it about... It's about the album that uh, Iggy Pop made with uh, Josh Homme and the other guys from Queens. And it's about how that process came about and what happened in a couple of their live shows. And it's you're watching a 69-year-old man deliver top of his game. It's unbelievable. Nice. 
sounds exactly like that. And he has to go to rehearsals the day his friend dies. The day Bowie dies, he goes and flies across country to do rehearsals to go do a live show. Jesus. So it's an amazing documentary. It's not Nirvana-related, but it's worth right. watching. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I will check that out. There's a, there's a little bit at the end where after he plays that song, uh, he, he turns to the host and goes, do you think that sounds like Taxman? <laughs> is he being funny or is he <laughs> – I don't think he was being funny. I mean, and it doesn't sound unlike Tax Man, which no. is a Beatles song, if everyone's unaware. Right, but you also, like, ideally you don't ask that on the air after you've just performed. You right. don't go, does this sound derivative of another very famous thing? Yeah, yeah. While you're being recorded. <laughs> that's not the right way to do that. So uh, that's a that's an early performance people can go listen to. Uh, Chaos Radio. I keep forgetting to... Th- K-A-O-S, K-A-O-S, Tell people where to find this shit. I feel like these are all going to be on one person. It's all oh, gonna... this is Jazz Martian. Uh, oh. Only 35 subscribers. But uh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to... I'm going to guess it's about the same number of listeners as K-A-O-S. I'm going to stealthily download the audio for that after we do this. So it, in case it gets taken down, I still have it. because That's crazy, man. I have that... never heard that full performance, I don't think. Yeah, that was really cool. And that photo, if that photo is from that recording or that uh, live appearance on the radio thing, that's that's an iconic yeah, photo. Yeah, that's a really yeah. iconic photo. Yeah, I used to have a poster of it, except it was the one where he's smoking. No, where the cigarette, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, Can we do the Teen Spirit one? Yeah, let's do the first. Because the first Dave Grohl one's not that yeah, interesting. I mean, it's definitely Dave Grohl playing a drum kit with a giant. Yeah, yeah, some giant drums. This song is called Smells Like Teen Spirit. This is the first performance of Smells Like Teen Spirit at the OK Hotel in Seattle. And listen to these lyrics. They these are different. are not the same lyrics. And even the Which little... is crazy, because this was uh, September 24th, 91, so this album was only a few months away from coming yeah. out. Right, so I challenge the timeline of this, then. Um... I'll have to check. Well, that's what the video says. Right, right. But it doesn't make sense to me that you have an album. Yeah. Way different. Yeah. Because by this point in 91, I would imagine Nevermind would be in the can and mastered. You're off to getting things pr- produced to get actual units to sell. So you can't have this like totally different version of the song in existence. They were... A ri- Let's see. Because I do know he recorded... Oh, yeah. This was... Rec- uh Nevermind was released September 24th. Yeah. So this can't it be can't. right. Maybe it's 1990. Now I have to find the actual date. Well, so the lyrics are, which are, it's a lot of him saying, come out and play. And then a lot of this like real dark imagery changes each uh, verse. But then the refrain that we all know is with the lights out, we're less dangerous. And this is, I'm a liar and I'm famous. That's yeah. what he says repeatedly in this song. Yeah, it's, uh, they definitely improved it between I think so. this version. I think there's interesting stuff in this, 
but this is this is very much a demo version of a song to me. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is believed to have taken place April 17th, 1991, according to an article on consequenceofsound.net. Okay. I do know the OK Hotel is where they played it for the okay. first time. But, yeah, I think this video definitely has the wrong... Does it have the Nevermind release date as the date? Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. So that makes no sense. Even his way of singing it, he's like singing it a little higher and less gravelly than he normally does, than the version that we all know. Right. But, yeah, they were... The crowd's into it, though. The crowd crowd is way into it. The crowd is not anti it. Pretty neat. I don't know if I've ever been witness to something like that. Like, I've had friends who've had bands that have gone on to do well. I've been someplace where it was like, oh, that song became famous and I was into that band before a lot of other people. But I've never been someplace where it was like, I was somewhere the first time they ever played this song that became an anthem. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had that experience. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have. Well, uh, the closest I think I, I've ever come is right now, Portugal the Man has a song called Feel It Still that's gigantic. Right. And I first heard them play that at least a year ago. Okay. And I've heard different versions of it. When I toured with them at one point, I went in their green room and they were listening to something on the phone and I was like what is that and they were like it's the original version of Feel It Still so that's a song that I've heard in different versions okay and I got to hear it change over the like year year and a half and then it finally came out now it's this huge like radio that's that's, but it's not like that's comparable I mean that's at least in the ballpark I don't I don't have anything like that yeah it's like it's not like smells like but even then I didn't I, I don't know when they played it first but I did get to see him play, but you part of the progression. I'm just saying. I, I don't. By the yeah. time I've ever seen something, it's like this is already on a trajectory to go somewhere. Yeah, I've never yeah. been like, like the people who are at this show are probably had no idea what they had just witnessed. Yeah, and hopefully could look back on it and go, "Holy shit! I was, I remember seeing that band. We were, we were into it. I don't, I don't remember really that much about it. I was there. Whereas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know." I don't know. I, I'm a little envious of having an experience like that. Well, we're having that experience now, Travis. Well, we're sharing someone else's video of that experience. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's probably a more accurate way to put it. Yeah. I mean, if you're telling me we're actually in 1991 right now, that we have transported back, I've got a few people I need to go visit who I know are going to be real mean to me, and I want to get ahead of it. <laughs> Cut them off at yeah. the ass. All right. What, so that's all the early stuff. There's also... Uh, video or tape out there of the show that we talked about last week, the the story of Kurt meeting Courtney Love for the first time. Yeah. And the show where that's rumored to have happened, uh, which was a show at the Satyricon in Portland on January 12th, 1990. That is also out there, but it sounds kind of like garbage. Is it not good? Yeah, it's not. That's not the one where he says, I just want to say that Courtney Love, the lead singer. Should we Paul. get into, let's, <laughs> let's talk about some of their, uh, their, uh, their television 
shenanigans, which uh, are also pretty great. Yeah, this, pretty ripe for uh, looking at. This is uh, this is just them smelling like smelling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is just them smelling like Teen Spirit. They really committed to it. Oh, can we do the Bobcat Goldthwait thing? Yeah, we will. Oh my god, that was nightmare fuel. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, the first time I saw that, I about died. It was that's fucking crazy. Uh, this is. Just them playing "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on a British TV show, but oh, is this is this the goth version? No, this is the the Courtney Love thing. Oh, this is oh, but, oh yes, yes, yes. But you have to listen right oh, at the beginning, right, so I'll shut up to hear what he says. I'll I'll crank it up a little, and Watch. then you you tell the story about yeah what this means because that's a whole other level to this. I feel like all of you people in this room know. That Courtney Love, the lead singer of the sensational pop group Hole, is the best fuck in the world. And I think this might actually be one of the first performances of Smells Like Teen Spirit on television. Yeah, because I think that's how I found this video, is when I was looking for first TV appearance. Yeah. And by the way, that thunk, thunk, thunk that you hear in the beginning is uh, the sequoia of a man that we know as Chris Novoselic just jumping up and down. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But uh, what was going on there is I I don't think it was Tracy Miranda he was dating at the time, but he was dating someone else and I think just kind of wanted to break up with her so he could date Courtney Love. And so he goes on one of his first TV appearances and basically says, hey, I fuck Courtney Love. Really? I mean, just textbook way. To, yeah. to end a relationship. Who among us hasn't ended a relationship in that very same manner? In some kind of grunge version of Pee Wee's Playhouse that is happening. <laughs> yeah, that's a interesting... <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. There's got to be so much green screen in that uh, room. Yeah, it looks like someone is... You're living inside the Comic Sans fa- <laughs> font. Is what it looks like it's happening on... It's extreme, Travis. <laughs> you kids like snowboarding, right? <laughs> no, we don't. Yes, you do! <laughs> Why don't you have some corn nuts and come sit in here in Uncle Jack's psychedelic garage and listen to this band? <laughs> Got a little wattage in the cottage for you kids. Wattage in the cottage. Someone post that on YouTube, please. This is on a uh, YouTube page called Rare Nirvana. I wonder what else is on there. Probably a bunch of Rare Nirvana stuff. I hope so. Otherwise, what a weird name. Yeah. Yeah. They have 15,000 subscribers, so they must be. Yeah. They must have some good shit. It's just a lot of carpet cleaner infomercials. That's a <laughs> weird name for your, for your weird channel. Uh, this video has 3.3 million views. And I'll say, you know what? Other than the kind of shitty, very passive-aggressive way to break up with somebody and be an asshole to them, uh, it's a good performance. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, a really, good, yeah. really good performance. Quality is really good. It's a... Uh, Cute little snapshot of what the 90s were like. Right. As, as if uh, Tim Burton had set dressed the place. Yeah. For <laughs> grunge mare before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're moshing. Yeah. Mosh it up, you Brits. Remember moshing? I sure do. Remember when we used to call people who liked metal Heshers? No one says Hesher yeah. anymore. I never called anyone that, but I do remember it getting tossed around. Um, I'll tell you how I knew I was coming into my own. <laughs> I, one day, I was out with my buddy Pete. We had just uh, bought a bunch of records from Warehouse, and we were walking across the street, and I heard some other kids go, 
oh no, those guys are like real Heshers. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Aha. I fooled them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I just own a Maiden t-shirt. Please <laughs> like me. Please invite me to your party. Oh, is this a metal band? Oh, I don't know. Is this not a horror movie? Oh, I just liked I liked the design. <laughs> we have unpopped shirts that use the Iron Maiden font because that it. is public domain. And it's a good font. Yeah, it's a great font. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Randall Maynard. He designed those shirts. I was gonna. Say, I thought you were going to say he designed that font. I don't know who. I think Eddie designed that font. Eddie? Yeah, the monster. The, oh, himself? Yeah. Oh. He's had a tough afterlife. Now, this is different. You never hear him. I've never heard them break the song down like this. Well, they knew there was going to be a credit scroll. They were just trying to (laughs) help out all the fine people who made this show. All right. I don't know if this is uh, really needs to be stated, but God damn, Dave Grohl is just a master musician. Yeah. He's a really great drummer. But just in general, like... I just I just admire the guy. I know there's a lot of people who don't particularly like the later Foo Fighter stuff, but if you look at the guy's career, it's unbel- it's I think unparalleled in our lifetime of other musicians. Yeah, he's definitely had a, a damn good run and the kind of like he's he's got the kind of career most people in our era don't manage right. to string together. And he was just a kid from Virginia who used to like hit pillows with sticks until he got sweaty. Yeah. That's how he became a drummer. You don't need no lessons. Right. Although I don't know how true that is. Yeah, I would definitely need lessons. There might be some girl myths going on in the world too. (laughs) So uh yeah, let's talk about some that that was the first T V performance, but also that was Kurt. Just being a total character up there on stage. I don't know if that's the C word I'd have used. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have picked a different one. There's also, this is a video that I just knew existed because I used to have this bootleg on VHS. And for one thing, it's a fantastic show. It's like over 90 minutes. They have uh, a cello player, Lori Goldstein's on the tour, Pat Smears on the tour. Oh, so this is towards the end. This is one yeah, of the last. This is, this is uh, New Year's Eve 1993 Ooh. in Oakland. And if the show's an hour and 46 minutes, they come out and do like an acoustic encore. And during the encore, this is one of my favorite Kurt Cobain moments ever. Uh, You can find this. uh, It's on a YouTube page called MCRA Nirvana. And this is a full show remastered Oakland Alameda County Coliseum Arena. That's too many words. Oakland, California, 1993. God, I tell you what, man. The fact I never saw this band still bothers me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this, this, what happens in this video, he's playing Jesus Don't Want Me for a Sunbeam. Sitting down. Sitting down, and he sees a, a, a girl getting groped in the audience and decides to leap into action. And let me just cue it up to where it's supposed to be. He dedicates the song to Frank Zappa who, for some reason. Who would have passed away pretty Probably. recently, right? Yeah. Jesus, 
Here it comes. Hmm. Little shaky camera work there. Right. I love how on this tour, we well, got to keep in mind cameras back then weighed like fifty pounds. You yeah, know, there was true. no sneaking a camera into a show. Yeah, I like all the shadow work on their stage set on this tour. It's an interesting, it's an interesting color story that yeah, they have for sure. Did I rewind it too far? Is he going to spit on someone or what? I don't know, man. Who's playing accordion? Is that Chris? Yeah. Chris played accordion on uh, the MTV Unplugged. I know. I just, I, I've never seen any video. Just by the way, I want to point out how much I'm putting the hard T on Chris yeah, for we've everybody. Been, we've been making a real conscious effort. When really I feel like his name is Chris. I mean, if I'm honest, I just, yeah. yeah. I don't think we should be for it. Here it comes. Yeah. Oh, stop the song. That's where he spits on the guy. Got 110 pounds of anger coming at you. Look out, buddy. And then just has security kick him out. And then Chris starts taunting him. Cop on the field, anybody? <laughs> look at him, look at him. Ah, that's great. Oh, so he was just going up to some girl and grabbing some parts? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was fondling someone in the front row. Kurt Cobain sees it and stops the song. And we're sure that was like not something that was okay with the other person. How crazy would that be? Yeah, it was, if, it was like I was just having fun with my girlfriend. Yeah, was, and then like <laughs> Kurt Cobain spit on me, and I got thrown out. And now Kurt's not playing guitar. <laughs> yeah. Stop pouting. <laughs> so that is that's a moment you can go out and experience on YouTube for yourself. Uh, again, on MCRA Nirvana's uh, YouTube page, and they have that full show up. It's an hour and 46 minutes. Yeah, this seems a- like something definitely worth watching. It's yeah, it's really a cool. really good show. Fade it out. In their, their opening song, they play, uh, on this entire tour, they played uh, Radio Friendly Unit Shifter yeah. as the opener, and it's such a great opener. You know, I just recently learned uh, or went back and revisited uh, how to play Serve the Servants. Yeah, and there's uh, it's not an incredibly complicated song. No, but it's got some um, it's got some tension in it, which uh, uh, the chords are very angry. Yeah, there's some angry chords in that yeah. song. Yeah, God, they were such a good band, so fucking good. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's go through a, a couple more concerts you can see, and then we're gonna break, and then we'll record part two of this. That sounds good. Uh. Let's talk about a pretty famous show that was, it happened in Dallas in 1991 at, what is the name of the theater? I always forget that. The Trees Club in Dallas. Oh, this one. Yeah. Oh. This is not. This is where Kurt jumps into the crowd, and as the security guards pulling him back in, he like he pulls him, by him the, in the face. Well, he pulls Kurt by the hair, and then Kurt Cobain bashes the security guard in the head with the guitar. Right. 
and then and then punches oh. Kurt Cobain and kicks him. Bam! Here comes Dave Grohl jumps over the drums. Chris Novoselic is eight fucking feet tall. Oh fuck you! Oh he yeah, did, Kurt did fuck that guy up. Yeah, though. he's bleeding. He right? is bleeding yeah. profusely from the head. But if you watch it, and this is on, this is also an MCRA Nirvana. Shout out to the, this YouTube page, gathering all the obscure Nirvana stuff. Uh, it's called Nirvana Trees Club, Dallas, Texas, 1991. And Chris is trying to help the guy. Now the guy's like just, yeah, the guy's pissed. He got bashed in the head with a guitar. I mean, shit, man. I, I, I don't know who, I don't know who to root for in this one, to be honest. I think he was frustrated that Kurt kept. If I, I've read stories about this show, mm-hmm. and I've, from what I gather, he was just really frustrated that Kurt kept jumping into the audience because this is forty-five minutes into a seventy-five-minute show, and if you watch this bootleg, Kurt just repeatedly dives into the crowd, and this guy keeps having to pull him back out. And I think the guy just got tired of having to fucking pull him out. Look how many people are there. Yeah. That's crazy. Who's the, like, super ripped dude with the with the mo haircut walking around? I don't know. Because <laughs> there's not anybody in the back. He just went back in the audience. And where is Chris going? Ah, he's got stuff to do. He's up in the rafters now. It's uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, after your bouncer starts bleeding from the head, you have to go to the rafters. It's right. an immediate. Right. It's just show business. Look, see that guy. The, the this dude keeps throwing people. Who is that? Well, yeah, at some point, like two other security guards just show up and take this guy's but place. But he doesn't even look like a security he's guard. He's got no shirt on. I've never seen a, secu- a shirtless security guard yeah. in my life. He's just like a kid from the crowd. Yeah, he's just some dude who's like, man, I'm all juiced up. Who wants to <laughs> fucking rumble? I'm all fucking ripped and I hate my dad. Come here. <laughs> What is Kurt doing now? <laughs> He's just probably trying to get his guitar back in tune because he just bashed it into someone's oh, good point. skull. Yeah. yeah, that floating tremolo <laughs> does get difficult to get back into tune after you cracked his and skull. Now he with, just, oh, no, he just throws it in the drum <laughs> kit. just threw it into the drum kit, and he's walking off stage. <laughs> uh, and, and my buddy Ripped Mo is like, it's like an Anthony Kiedis yeah. With a short haircut, just kind of like... He's like, what's going on, what's bro? What's going on, bro? My flannel shorts make me look rad. i got to get out of here and watch the X Games. Oh, Guys, i got to go do squats. It's leg day. I'm going to take this. <laughs> He's stealing the guitar. Well, what's crazy is this show, despite all this chaos, you'll note, still has half an hour left. They do actually... Get, Holy shit. Get back to rocking at one point. I would find it amazing if what ends up happening is... Wait, that's not Grohl, is it? No. And now the fans Bullshit. are chanting, Bullshit. I would be amazing if just the road crew came out and started playing songs. You know, they're just like, <laughs> well, you guys wanted a show. I went to see the Jizza from Wu-Tang Clan, and uh, I tried to, but after sitting through... Maybe two and a half hours of his roadies coming out and freestyling. I was like, oh. no, you're not coming, are you? I'm just going to go back home. What is that about? Yeah, it was bad times. So uh, Nirvana, Trees Club. Go check that video yeah. out. That's- it does go just completely black screen for a while, so you'll have to deal with that for a yeah. little bit. Should we? Uh, we got one more in this, don't we? Yeah. Well, we got we have the. there's another video out there 
uh, from a show in South America that features a really fun scene near the end where Kurt is uh, in the process of destroying all of his equipment. And just, oh, I used to have this as a photo. And he's just generally not caring what's happening with the rest of the show. People are throwing shit on stage. He's using it uh, as a slide on his guitar. And at one point, he pulls his dick out and tries to show it to oh. all of South American television and then spits in the camera. I've seen the spit in the camera part. I don't yeah. think I've seen the dicks out part. Well, I don't think... I think they cut away... Doesn't he also, like, smear the spit into the camera a bit? Yeah. It's really unpleasant. They really had, like, a weird relationship with the camera and, like, putting things on it. Yeah. Do you know who Nardwall is, the human serviette? No. All right. (laughs) It's this weird Canadian kind of comic. And he has... He's been doing this character for, like, close to 30 years. Oh, here we go. Here we go, spitting. And this is when cameras cost, like, so much money. Yeah. And he hocked a loogie on that yeah. fucking thing. And this is, like, a real deal TV camera. And now he's going to spit on the other one. What is he putting on there? What is that? He's wiping it off so he can spit on it again. <laughs> uh. And this... This is just a cameraman just trying to do his South African cameraman job. Just trying to do his job. Now he's going to tear the stage apart, and he is a a what? weak little man, so yeah. he can't fucking do it. Yeah, he, he gives, gives up, up on, on yeah. that. Man, these South African guys really bolted on this tubing. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, come on, Kurt. Are you going to spit on the third camera? No, I think this is where he's going for the dick. He's wearing a Natasha, a Boris and Natasha shirt. And pajamas. He's wearing pajama bottoms. Uh, here we go. Are we going to see his dick? We're going to see some Cobain. Uh, yeah, they cut the away. Cobain. Oh, he's humping the camera. Uh, I don't know. That's- Whoa, yeah. Oh, God. Saw a little, little Cobain dick. Ooh. And now he's going to spit again. I feel it. Yeah, but now he's... <laughs> yep. They were playing a little keep away where the guy didn't want him to spit, and he got it anyway. Yeah, but also, too, he's got dick fingers now. Like, who wants to... Yeah. If I was watching this show, I'd be like, should we beat traffic and try to get out of here? Yeah. Because this is I mean, thank useless God. nonsense. Yeah. And it's got another 23 minutes. And he's got a up. shopping bag on his guitar now. I mean, imagine the fan who's like, oh, man, we're finally seeing Nirvana live. Hope he does the spit on the camera dick out thing. That's really what I came for. Hope he doesn't play any of the songs I like. I hope he just antagonizes cameramen and flashes us. So that's a fun. That is actually a really good concert, though. It's really good quality. It's like an hour and 36 minutes. They go through nine cameras. It's from, I want to say it's South America. Yeah, it's uh, Brazil, the Hollywood Rock Festival in Rio de Janeiro. Um, back to in the Nardwall thing. So they, Nardwall. Tell me about Nardwall. They're interviewing, uh, he, he's interviewed basically everybody, and he just does like really weird shit. And Chris and uh, um, 
Kurt get annoyed with him and they just start shoving slices of pizza on his camera. They just start <laughs> shoving. And he's the only time I've ever heard him break camera. He's like, guys, come on. <laughs> but then, I mean, he's put all this stuff up and you just see him like using his shirt, like wiping pizza grease off of this like <laughs> handheld, probably like JVC VHS camera. And he's back to like asking him weird questions. And then, they start talking about the local Inuit people of Canada. <laughs> and then uh, Chris is like, oh, oh, man, you're pretty cool. All right. You know about those guys? <laughs> it's, it's so weird. What the fuck? Yeah. How yeah. did I not find that? I, because I was... you'd have to. You, I don't know if Nardwall still has all his stuff up. He's a weird dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we can try and look it up and throw it in part two yeah. if you want, because it's super weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's. Uh, yeah, let's get to the last thing. Should we? Should has everyone seen Chris Novoselic getting knocked out by his base? Everyone, I look. I watched this seven times, so you <laughs> have to please put this up. I don't normally like to uh, rejoice in other people's misfortune. God, that is not true. Uh, I try to do it less, but boy, did I find this entertaining. Yeah, it's pretty great. This is uh, this is near the end of their performance at the 1992 MTV Video Music Awards, which is. <laughs> A really famous performance for a couple reasons. First, they they wanted to play Rape Me, which wasn't even out yet. Right. It wouldn't be out for like two or three more years. And they wanted to play that. And you MC- know, <laughs> to make sure the kids yeah. could really hear a song <laughs> that they hadn't even recorded yet. <laughs> good, good marketing, guys. And uh, MTV says no. And uh, Kurt f- starts playing Rape Me when the performance starts and then stops pretty... Uh, pretty early into it but then towards the end which is uh if you search dave Grohl, hi axel where's axel yeah what was that about there was there's a story and i'm sure we'll get to it uh at some point throughout this podcast but part of the they had a big rivalry too guns and roses and right but cobain but why specifically axel kurt cobain thought axel rose was just kind of like a like a stereotypical hair metal kind of like he just, I think he mostly resented that there was another big rock star in the world. Right. I mean, the funny thing is, is that they're, they're the same person. They're yeah. Different, they're, you know, yeah. They're different expressions, but they're the same personality. Right. The skinny guy who thinks the whole world is against him, who yeah. lashes out in weird ways. Does they're, a ton of heroin. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the rest of the band is like, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's the same guy. Yeah. And that's, this, that th- probably had something to do yeah. with it, too. No kilts, though. No kilts for Cobain. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> excellent. Those kilts. There is a kind of famous story about uh before the this award show happened they were all out hanging out in their trailers and things and uh courtney love says something shitty to axel rose and axel rose looks at kurt cobain and 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 says like uh hey man you need to get your bitch in line well i mean i don't know if that's the right way to, to voice that message but he's not wrong and apparently Kurt Cobain just turned to Courtney Love and said, hey, bitch, get in line. <laughs> That's pretty great. That is pretty great. So that was, I think, the genesis of that. That's how I've always heard it. Uh, I just love the idea of Kurt, I mean, I'm sorry, of uh, Courtney Love and Axel having conflict. It's like an awful off. Like, yeah. Who's going to, yeah. uh, I don't want to take sides in this at all. Yeah. Uh, no. Whoever dies first wins. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I would just leave the room. 
So this is uh, this is the end of that performance, which uh, this was a weird performance because I went back and watched the whole thing, and it's like this rotating uh, bands thing where Nirvana plays first, then Pearl Jam, and then Red Hot Chili Peppers. So well, this, yeah, it was everybody who was the, the yeah. hit makers at the time. Yeah. yeah, so this whole segment's actually like 15 minutes, but this is the end of Nirvana's performance. All bands who, by the way, I'm pretty sure hated each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it seemed like it. Uh, so this is, uh, if you, if you track down this video first, you'll see, uh, Chris Novoselic throw his bass in the air and bam. Bam. I'm fine. I'm not okay. (laughs) And then gets up. He's not okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not okay. (laughs) I'm not okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just, like at this point, that's, that's total blackout. That's like, I'm just, I just got to get safe, and I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> Meanwhile, of course, Kurt's on stage throwing guitars through amps, <laughs> trying to knock the whole stack over. Uh, you got to love a grill. A <laughs> you got to love grill. Just sticking it to Axel. Just taunting yeah. Axel Rose from the VMA stage. So that was that's that's another one you can find. Uh, so next week we will do part two of this, and we're going to talk about a bunch of really cool behind the scenes videos yeah. that are out there, and uh, also and, and a couple that are just disturbing to to know exist. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we will also uh, we're going to talk about some of the funnier stuff that's out there. We brought up the. The Bob oh. Gold Twait commercial, oh. which uh, that's, I, that's look, a fun one. I'll watch it again, but I tell you what, uh, it's not surprising that's a rarity. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, uh, look, I would have been watching MTV at the time that they aired that. Never seen that before. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw it, they did a, MTV did like a documentary or tribute sort of thing, I think for the 20 year anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. And they did this, like, it was a really, it had a bunch of stuff I'd never seen. Like, there was footage from the Come As You Are video oh, okay. where they're all, like, rubbing mud on their faces. Oh, yeah, 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 Which yeah, was yeah. really weird. But then that commercial was in that documentary, too. And that's the first and last time I had seen it. So sure. I hadn't seen that commercial again in, like, 10 years. And it's out on the internet. Yeah, now it's around. Boy, remember that? Remember that time in the 90s where you could just rub dirt on your face in a music video? <laughs> like, literally everybody did that at one point. Yeah, you know, yeah. where you just, you'd, you'd get something viscousy and you'd rub it on your face and make weird faces. And that was 90% of music videos back then. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So uh, we will be back next week with the, the second half of this episode. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Um, No. I got a show tonight. Oh, yeah. there's an unpop show. Uh, the day this goes up, August 23rd in Glendale. Come to that. Go to that show. It's a great lineup, and uh, it's a cool show. And it's free, and uh, there's a lot of great comics. And uh, come see us. We would really appreciate it. Come as you are. Come as you are. Then rub yes. some dirt on your face. Rub some dirt on it. And then uh, subscribe to the rest of our podcast, too, on patreon.com slash unpops. Do it up. If you like this one, you probably like the rest of them. They're also all about Nirvana. Questlove likes it. Yeah, Questlove's into it. You should be into it, too. Yeah, be yeah. like Questlove, guys. Yeah, or at least That's, be more like it. Yeah, it's not not hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here so All we right. can uh, record the next one. I like that idea. Travis, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>